Get the Planet Fitness Black. Card with access to massage chairs and 2,000 plus locations.
Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. So we finally got our name changed. We finally became established as a 508C1A. We were able to celebrate last Friday, and uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful, great time. Uh, we had just um, fellowship and communion celebrating this special day because it was a long, it was a long wait for this day to come, you know. I remember being at my grandparents' house talking about it two years ago. So all that time through trial and error, you know, just persevering and, and getting through with the Lord, He made it happen. So glory to God. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a huge milestone, and, and it's just the beginning. So I, I'm truly grateful. Um, if you guys notice that the, the backdrop is a little different, it's because I'm not in my house. <laughs> our, our AC went out. But God is still good. He's still faithful. So the thing is, we'll have um, people to repair it tomorrow. But um, it made me very thankful for AC. <laughs> I'll tell you what, especially being in Arizona, it's no joke. It's definitely, definitely a necessity, right? Mm -hmm. So um, besides that, does anyone have any praise reports or testimonies they would like to share or or want to mention? If not, I have three. So <laughs> the thing is, I want, why I share this with you guys is not because I'm trying to get an applause from you. Okay, I don't need a. Just put it blatantly. I don't. I don't need your um, validation. I get my validation from my father. He's the one that validates me. He's the one that says, in my son whom I'm well pleased in, right? Why I share this with you is to stir up your faith because I'm a normal guy just like you are normal people, right? We can make an impact without having a ministry or without, you know, um, being part of a, a huge church or whatever like God wants to use you where you're at and you can make a huge impact for the kingdom of God so just this well there's there's a few but this past Tuesday yeah Tuesday I um I was um my mom sent me something on Facebook marketplace about furniture for sale and me and Chelsea have been, you know, kind of shopping around and uh, ended up being super nice, like, I mean, a, a supernatural deal, if you want to call it that. Something you wanted, but we didn't get it because it's expensive. Yeah, something that we wanted, but we didn't get it because it's expensive, and now it became to our price range where we could buy it. So anyways, to make a long story short, they were selling this furniture because her cousin, um, her, her baby died in February and then her husband died in May so there was tons of stuff going on and I knew that I was supposed to go not only just to buy the furniture but on assignment so anyways I, I pulled up to this very nice house in this very nice um, neighborhood and I started talking to them and and they were telling me about all the traumatic things that happened you know like the there was this there's three people it was Jeff Lana and Trisha 
And Jeff was saying, yeah, like my wife's brother died last December 27th. And then, you know, my niece, her baby dies on in February and then her husband dies in May. And I just felt like in my spirit, there's a spirit of death. There, there's a definitely a generational curse going on and it needs to be broken. And soon to find out they're LDS. So they're Mormons. And um, if, you ever, if you ever know about the Mormon religion, they don't believe the same Jesus that we believe in. They don't believe in the same Father that we believe in. They don't even really even know the Holy Spirit, to be honest with you. So anyways, to make a long story short, I told them, like, hey, you know what? Um, all three of them around me. And the Lord just starts using me for his glory. I, he, he starts giving me words of knowledge for each and every one of them. I said, I said to the man, I said, you have a sciatic nerve issue and it's in your, um, and your, um, what's it called? Uh, your, your nerves are tied up and it's causing a lot of lower back pain. I said, is that true? And he said, yes. Then I look at the woman, I said, you have arthritis. She says, yes. And I said, it's actually due to unforgiveness. You need to forgive them. And then the girl, I said, you deal with shame and you deal with anxiety and depression. And Kevin's with me. Kevin's witnessing all this. And I'm saying it, be why I'm sharing this is because some people will never experience the presence of God unless you bring it to them. Unless you are in the area where they can say, wait, this is abnormal, this doesn't make sense, but something in it feels good, right? And I'm going to talk about that today, about the presence of God. Um, so, but be, any, anyways, to make a long story short, I told him all these things, and I said, how would I be able to tell you all these things if I didn't have the Holy Spirit? I'm not a psychic, I'm not a medium. And it seems like every time... The Lord's been giving me words of knowledge because these people are hungry to see God. But they don't know how, right? They're the LDS, right? They're religious. But they don't know God. They don't know His presence. They don't know the Holy Spirit. They don't have communion with, with Jesus. As a believer, we should be always constantly in this place. We should never actually leave it. We should actually bring it wherever we go. So long and behold, I told them everything. And I learned a valuable lesson. When you preach the gospel and when you're about to demonstrate in power, do it how the Lord tells you to do it. Because what happened was, it was about this time, evening, the sun's setting. I'm like, we got to get this truck loaded. Because if I don't get it loaded, I'm not going to be able to see it. It's, gonna, it's dark. But I felt the Holy Spirit told me, he says, Christian, pray for them right now. And I bypassed it because they were already going to go grab the furniture. They're already moving. So anyways, I waited. I loaded the truck. And when I got back to it, the girl that was, you know, that dealt with the shame, anxiety, and depression, she just had a baby and she just moved in with her parents. And so she's like, I need to go put the baby down. It was nice meeting you. She left. Now there's only two. And now, I was able to pray for Jeff, and his leg grows out. He gets completely healed. The power of God hits him. And then I tell the woman, I say, hey, I want to pray for you. She gave me her word 30 minutes ago. She said, no. Angry. 
no. I said, how can I tell you all this stuff if I don't have the Holy Spirit talking to me? She's like, no, God would use my husband to talk to me. I said, no, he's trying to personally talk to you right now. He wants a personal relationship with you. And she turns her back at me and she says, I'm working on my relationship with God and takes off. Because this is what I want to share. When you give the word and when you're about to demonstrate in power, as in a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, you only have a little bit of grace period that their heart is open. And if you don't do it right then and there, it hardens their heart even more. So her heart got hardened because I didn't do it right then and there. You got to think, that's a, it's a spiritual war going on. You ever had people where they're like, oh, can I pray for you? And then you wait too long, they're like, no, I don't want it. I'm good. I'm okay. There's an adversary out there. Her, dude, I could look in her eyes and I could see demons in her eyes. I knew exactly. I knew exactly that they're like, for that moment, God opened the door for me. But I didn't jump right then and there when he told me to and waited because I'm like, Lord, we're not going to be able to see when we put this furniture. I missed my opportunity. So I only got to pray for one out of the three. So I'm, I'm letting you know that I make mistakes too. I'm not perfect. So I have to learn how to hear the Lord's voice clearly. So anyways, um, me and, um, so that was Monday. So Tuesday, me and Kevin work out, we go to the gym and there's this young man lifting and he automatically, he drops the weight and goes like this with his, with his hand on his shoulder like this, like, like in pain. He's like, ah, and at first I'm like, I'm working in my set. I'm trying to get out of here. It's late. It was late. And there was a, there was a, a moment that I was like, should I have compassion for him and pray for him? Or should I just let it go and act like I didn't see that? Right? We can tend to do that, right? We can be like, oh, just turn our way and then just keep going. So at that moment, I said, I need a, I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray for him. So I go up to him and I said, hey, man, what's wrong with your shoulder? And he told me that a couple months ago, he was doing some exercise and he uh, messed up his shoulder, his like rear delt. And he's like, every time I lift, I haven't had the same strength. I, I, I can't really uh, move it that well. I don't have that mobility. So I said, hey, man, well, and I saw that he was wearing a gold necklace and had a picture of Jesus. So I said, perfect. I said, hey, that one, that guy that you have on your neck, he's the one that's going to heal you right now. I'm just going to lay my hands on you. He's going to heal you. So I told him to come over here. I told him that I had my own ministry and all that. And I said, put my hand on his shoulder. And I started praying for him. I told him that heat would transfer and he'd be healed. And then God gave me another word of knowledge. I said, um, whatever business that you open, your business that you open up, God's going to prosper and he's going to make it grow. And all, as long as you submit your business to God, he'll, he'll, you'll see it grow. I just said that randomly. I, didn't, I never even met the kid, nothing. I said, in Jesus' name. And he smiled so big. He's like, I said, what do you feel? He's like, my shoulder feels great. But he's like, what you said? I just opened a food truck business last week. And then I thought he was Mexican, so I thought it was like Mexican. But he's actually a Syrian. So his name is like, uh, Fadi. He might, be, he might be watching, actually. He just followed us on Instagram this week. But it was so cool because it brought him joy to see that God sees him because I, I brought the presence of God at EOS Fitness, right? Or I brought the presence of God when I'm buying furniture. 
And um, also yesterday, me and my wife Chelsea, um, we get done with our, we had a prayer meeting. It was powerful. It was amazing. We, we want to invite you guys to be on it because, man, it was, it was a whole different level. It was fire. If I could mention it, it was a fire prayer meeting. And so anyways, we're like, we need to cool down so we need to get some ice cream, right? So, <laughs> so we go to Dairy Queen, and, you know, I'm ordering and all that stuff. And I see this young girl. She's probably maybe 16 years old. Chelsea said maybe 18. She's of uh, Asian descent. And the Lord told me automatically, he says, Christian, she's supposed to be a doctor. She's working at Dairy Queen. She's supposed to be a doctor. She's in high school. And she's in high school. So for the, for the quick moment, like there's cars behind us and I knew I had like a very small opportunity. I said, hey, random question. Um, are you interested in being a doctor or going to medical school? And she's like, yeah, I am. And I said, God's called you to be a doctor, to bring glory to his name. And I said, it's, it's just Jesus. And she agreed with me and she said, yeah. And she was so happy because that's what I'm trying to share is that because you have an answered prayer to somebody to somebody's life. You bring the presence of God and it confirms something within their spirit that, wait, this is my purpose, this is what I'm meant to do? So step out in faith and just do it. And that's just a few things that I get to talk to people on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. At Dairy Queen. She's smiling. Oh, she was smiling. She was so happy to hear that God created her to be a doctor. And she wants to do that. That's her passion. She's working at Dairy Queen. So, anyways... I just want to share that because it's really not hard. It's very simple. And we can really, um, your life will be way more fun as a Christian and more adventurous if you step out in faith. I'm telling you. That's what all the people, all the patriarchs of old, they've all stepped out in faith. So um, with that being said, we're going we're gonna to hop into prayer and then um, we're going to jump into today's lesson. Do you mind praying this in, Grandpa? Come on. I know you got good prayers. Come on. Out of, out of my arm, can I read something? Just say what you got to say. I feel like the Lord told me to have you pray. Okay. Just hold it to your... Yeah. Okay. Beautiful Father God, <coughs> we come before you tonight you, expecting God. the Holy Spirit to be here. Yes. We came here to to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Uh, <clears throat> I've been praying all this afternoon so he can be real. Yes. We're expecting him to be here with us tonight. Yes, Lord. And uh, that's what we want. We want him to to show up tonight and yes. to be in our heart. Yes. He's in our mind, but he needs to be in our heart. Yes. Make us feel his presence. Yes. Make us feel the joy that, that He provides. Yes, Lord, thank you. And fill, and fill us with uh, enjoyment and knowledge. Yes. And uh, He knows we love Him. Yes. And um, that's what we expect tonight. Yes. The Holy Spirit to be here. Amen. 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 Thank you. Perfect. I knew the Lord wanted me to have Him pray because He literally said stuff in the Spirit that He didn't know. So, so the title for today is Entering in His Presence with Thanksgiving and Praise. 
entering into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. So for us, as believers in Christ, you will never be transformed or changed into the image of God unless you're in the presence of God. You can go to church. You can pray. You can read your devotional. You can read your Bible. You can watch a sermon. But if you are not in the presence of God, you will never conform into the image of Jesus. You will never experience His power. You'll never experience His love. You won't experience the glory. You won't experience the wisdom. You won't experience the comfort. Now, hear me. You can sense those things when you go to church, right? You can feel the presence of God. You can pray and you can feel the goosebumps, right? You can, you can feel these things, but those are just temporary feelings. For you to go into the presence of God... You have to reside and dwell where He stays. Where His domain is. Now there's times where God will come and His presence will come over you even though you're not in His presence. Does that make sense? He comes into your presence. But there's a lot of times where you have to go into His presence. Does that make sense? Because we can feel it at a place where we're like, whoa, I feel the presence of God. I feel the Holy Spirit. But have you noticed that's just a small little window? Yeah, it's like it's very minute. And I guess where I want to help you guys today is stay longer in His presence. If you can stay in His presence longer, you're going to change drastically, radically. You will be that new creation that God has really created you to be. Do you understand those angels, those seraphim that stand before the presence of God Almighty, singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is then, who is now, and who is to come. Do you understand they're still proclaiming praise and thanksgiving, and they've been there Trillions of years? That's amazing. Like, it's, like, that word is not old to them. And I bet you they're saying a lot more that they, we just, they couldn't even write down. That's what, that's what John saw for a glimpse. See, he, got, he was in the presence of God, real like vision in the presence to see that for that moment. So... The title is Entering into His Presence with Thanksgiving and Praise. I, I'm going to tell you this. As, as me, as my opinion, if I based my Christianity off what I did, I would never be fulfilled. I can preach to hundreds of Muslims and get them saved and, and see people healed and see the miraculous and see babies come alive in NICU rooms. I can preach 70, 80 times a year. I can travel city, city and see so many miracles, so many salvations, so many deliverances. I can cast out thousands of demons out of people. 
I can receive so much blessing and, and, and prosperity from God. I could have a building. I could have more people follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. But if I do not go into the presence of God, it doesn't mean anything to me. It really doesn't. Someone gave me a word this past Sunday. And she said to me, she said, you will not make it this next season if you're not in the presence of God. If you do not get in the presence of God and you do not listen to the opinions of man and how they try to dictate you or tell you how to run your ministry or do whatever, you will not make it. That's what she said. And I knew it was a word of wisdom from the Lord. Now think about this. I spend countless, Chelsea is my witness, countless days and hours in his presence. Mm -hmm. Me. I can't tell you when I first started, it was like six months. I was in my room and Hanka was there. Mom was there. I would stay in my room and I'd be in the presence of God or learning how to get in his presence. I would, I would read. I would watch sermons. I would pray. And I would do this at work. I would do this at home. I would do it wherever I can get a chance to get in his presence. But that woman told me, she said, if you don't get in his presence, you will not make it to your next part of your ministry. Think about that. I spent so much time in his presence. The Lord's called me to go higher in his presence now. And I'm like, Lord, you got to teach me. I don't know. I mean, I know how to get like days. Like, I mean, I've been countless days and hours with the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning how to get in his presence. You'll never master how to get in his presence. But what I will tell you this as encouragement, you will be better at entering his presence quickly. Do you understand how sometimes you feel like, why is it taking so long to get in his presence? Why is it so long for me to feel something or to sense something? It's really because you're fleshy and you're carnal. The more you practice getting into his presence, the quicker you can tap in. I can tell you at least three times a day I was in his presence. Not even in the secret place. I'm watering the yard and I'm in his presence. I'm, I am literally taking wafers and breaking down boxes in a pallet and I'm in his presence. <laughs> the Holy Ghost on me. I was just in worship right now. I was in his presence. What I want to teach the body of Christ is that we cannot do anything of ourselves unless we become as children amongst the Father and be in His presence. Have you noticed little kids when they run around and they play, right? But then when, they, when their parents come home, they just want to be in their presence. They just want to be right by them, even if they don't say nothing to them, even if they don't even show them attention. They just want to be in that place of their presence. That's why I'm telling you, you, you have to have this childlike faith to enter into the presence of an almighty God and to your Father. And I will give you scripture, but I need to make this clear. The presence of God, I want you to write this down. Glory 
plus presence equals joy and power. Glory plus presence equals joy and power. When you enter into the glory of God, into the presence of who he is. So I'm literally going into his habitation. I'm going to where he resides, where he dwells, where he reigns. Think about the Old Testament. They had to make a special tabernacle to go into the presence of God. But we get it, go into it all the time. Whenever, wherever. That's what I want to make clear to you. Like, I, didn't, I spent time in the secret place, but I was more in the presence of God when I was watering my garden. I was more in the presence of God when I was just working and being it with him. Isn't that crazy? So if we can tap into that place, you don't understand, you are like in the presence of God in your workplace. You're in the presence of God doing household chores. You're in the presence of God at the gym, at the grocery store, or even just in worship with the fellowship of other believers. Because if you can tap into the presence of God in that moment, you don't understand how God will use you. God will, that's why I, ha, why I think I have so many testimonies. It's because I know how to tap into the presence. And that's why I want to teach you guys how to tap into that presence. Because if you can tap into the presence of God, it's, it's super easy. It's really, it's, it's quite delightful, if I, if I could say. It's quite delightful. <laughs> I know it's a, a strange word, but the thing is, I delight to be in His presence. And you know what the amazing part is? He never says, get out of here. He never pushes me back. He never says, not right now. He's always waiting. This morning, right, I was, I was trying to figure out if our AC is under a home warranty, and now I'm trying to, like, contact other um, AC unit providers. And I remember I was, like, waiting on a call, and I, and I was just worshiping God through it because I'm like, God, you provide all I need. I know this AC unit costs $10,000, but God, you provide everything. And I was just thanking him. I got in his presence, and the Lord says, go into the secret place. I'm waiting there for you. That's what he said. And right when I was about to go in, boom, I get a phone call from the AC people. And I was like, Lord, I'm sorry. And you know what he said to me? That was so, it was just, it was so great what he said. He says, Christian, I'm, I will still be there waiting for you. After that phone call, he'll still be there waiting for me. So think about that. God is waiting for you to enter into his presence. David knew about the presence of God. King David in the Old Testament. David knew how to come before the Lord in presence, in thanksgiving and praise. And there's probably a lot of times where you guys are not entering the presence of God because you're coming with a place of demand. You're putting a demand on God. God, I'm coming right now because I need this, 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 and that. Thank you. In Jesus' name. And you're out. You will never... Do you understand? Okay, let me tell you this. Why I'm so on fire still after many years being a Christian why I have such a strong anointing, 
why I can hear the Lord's voice, why I can be able to preach in confidence and boldness, is the, it's, it's only because I'm in His presence. There's nothing else. I, 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 would nev- I would not have any of this if I neglected His presence. And that's what I want to tell you, as a Christian, as a believer of Christ, you cannot do this without being in the presence of God. So let's, let's read right here. So we need to, what I'm going to teach you today through Scripture is, how do you enter the presence of God? Can anyone chime in or mention anything? What do you think is the best way to enter the presence of God? Okay, that's a good one. Anybody else? Thanksgiving. Okay, in your secret place. Okay, anybody else? Praise. Perfect. The position of your heart needs to be, Lord, I'm here. I'm ready. Okay, great. That's a great one. Okay. Anybody else? Being humble. Yep, that's what Grandpa said. Perfect. Surrender and yield. That's it. That's phenomenal. Okay. You guys have great, okay, Ernesto said worship. That's a great one. So I'm going to give you biblical explanations in how to enter the presence of God. Wouldn't that be great? So you don't have to like spend 25 hours to get in his presence. You can come in, position your heart, do it according to how he wants it and how you approach him, and he'll answer you. You don't have to be in his presence forever. You just need to be in this presence every day. Consistency, right? Okay, right here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. If you guys have your Bibles, have your apps, or you just listening, taking notes. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you understand when my AC went out last night and it was so hot and I'm sweating in my bed? I was not anxious. Yeah, we didn't worry at all. I did not, no, but literally, I told Chelsea, I'm like, I'm not even worried. Even if I can't afford it, I know, I, that's what, see, I I guess I just depend on the scriptures. And I depend on the scriptures because every time I get in his presence, he confirms his word to me. Right? So it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? Yeah. Um, how, how do we define supplication? Supplication, what I've heard, um, supplication is where you're praying for other people. So, supplication is, is coming for, um, it's, it's praying for other people people I believe supplication is don't quote me but that's what I believe what supplication means so when you're worrying about someone you're interceding for someone that's supplication right 
So when it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. This really hit me when I was in, I'll just admit it to you, um, I was dealing with the IRS and I had a civil penalty against me for $5,000. I was a little worried about that. I'll be honest with you, I was worried about that. Just because that was hindering me from stepping into a 508C1A that we finally have now. God eliminated that debt. But I remember it was a Friday afternoon and I've prayed for this many times, right? Like I, I've prayed like, God, just eliminate it, right? But this time was different. This time, I, I was literally not in the secret place. I was outside of my work. And I remember the sun was setting. I said, God, I will not be anxious over anything. But through prayer and supplication, giving thanksgiving, I'll make my request known upon you. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard my heart and mind in you. Lord, I give you this burden. I give you this burden of this $5,000 debt, of the civil penalty. You know what I did, and you know that this is not fair, and this is not just. I give it unto you, and I thank you for it, that you're eliminating it. Within that second, I feel like I got instantly high. I mean, instantly, like I, back in the day, I used to smoke weed. I felt like I smoked a whole joint, like that. And I said, God, what is that? He says, that's my peace. <laughs> that's what it says in the scriptures. Don't be anxious over anything, but through prayer and supplication, give thanksgiving. Make your requests known upon God, I did, and the peace of God came. And literally, I, I felt so euphoric. I felt so at peace. And all that went away, and God eliminated it. He kept his word. So I want to say that with, to you is that that is a way to get into God's presence. Now I'm going to show you other ways how to get into God's presence, okay? So let's note that. Okay, next. Psalms 95, verse 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, if you come expecting, you'll receive, right? Just like Grandpa was saying, if you, we're coming expecting to feel the power of the Holy Spirit and His presence. Well, when we declare the word, the presence comes. Psalms 95, verse 2. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. Are you guys seeing a pattern yet? What's one of the key words that you're seeing to enter into the presence of God? Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Correct. You're correct about that. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Just like Chelsea said, just like Benjamin said, it's your heart posture. We tend to come to God when we've we're fed up, we're done, we're tired, and God needs to do something about it or I'm going to quit. Right? So if we come in the opposite way that, Lord, I'm thankful and I'm thanking you for everything you've already done for me. I'm praising you for what you're doing now. 
and I receive the finished work in Jesus' name. There's a difference, right? From a defeated place to a victorious place, right? Thanksgiving is where you're victorious. When you're griping and, and moaning and complaining, you're defeated. You have to get your heart here, but the presence of God will get you there, right? Okay, let's do another one. Psalms 27, verse 4 and 6. This is King David talking. One thing I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Do you understand King David was like beyond rich? Like I'm talking... More than Elon Musk rich. He was that rich. He was handsome. He um, had many wives, concubines. He had a wonderful palace. He won pretty much every battle that he got into. And his one wish was that he could dwell in the house of the Lord all his days and to behold the beauty of the Lord. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I, I'm like, oh, think about that. That man had everything in the world, everything. And he says, I just want to spend time with my Lord and gaze upon his beauty. He knew the value of the presence of God. That's what I'm trying to get to you is that you, your identity is not you just being a good Christian or what was your last miracle or how many people you got saved or you know what prophecy you've said and, and what you've done for the Lord. Your identity is being with Him and conforming to Him and having that relationship with Him. Because those works won't get you to heaven. That's why I told those LDS people. I said, you, do you think you can earn your way to heaven? Do you think you're going to be a God one day? Because I said, your works are like filthy rags to God. That's why I told them. And I said, the only God that saved me out of, my, out of my suicide was Jesus, not Joseph Smith. I said this to them. I was straight up with them. And I felt like at that moment I needed to. Because they never understood the presence of God. They don't know. They don't know. But I'm telling you, if they get a taste and see that the Lord is good, they will. you won't want anything else but that. No cruise, no vacation, no promotion, no accolade, no degree, no business will ever satisfy you. Now, yeah, they're great things, and yes, they're great accomplishments. You can be so profound, and you could be such a professional and an entrepreneur, but if you don't have Jesus, it's rubbish. It's what Paul said. He said, I counted all loss to know Christ. And think of what Paul did. Paul raised people from the dead. He got people saved. He cast out demons. 
He preached in front of kings and suffered a lot for Christ. And he said, I counted all rubbish to know every, anything else but Christ. That's amazing. Okay. Psalms 16, verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Do you understand if you do not get in the presence of God, you won't find your life? You will never experience the fullness of joy that you can experience right now. Do you know, do you, you know what it says that the joy of the Lord is our strength? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And God says, I will show you your life if you just enter in my presence. That's what he said. Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And think about that. When you're that close to his right hand, you're going to receive those pleasures forever. Not carnal pleasure. Not your ambitions and your greed and your self-wanting desires, his pleasure, which is far greater than you can ever imagine or ever want. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Psalms 51, verse 10 and 2. Now, this is King David again. Why I'm reading so much out of Psalms? Because David had a firm grasp about the presence of God. I'm still learning about the presence of God. I'm still learning different areas, dimensions, realms within his presence. But there is one thing I know for certain is that I cannot live without his presence. If you said, Christian, you can have all this in ministry and do this and that, and you can have a multi-million dollar building and you could have all this revenue and everyone knows your name and you can guest speak have a private jet but you have to sacrifice being in god's presence i'd be like screw that i want god's presence i know that you might think like oh well if it was really in front of you you would you would change your mind now i wouldn't because i know how valuable his presence is i know that i can do all this stuff for the lord and then still go to hell it's true right Okay, Psalms 51, verse 10 and 2. This is David crying out to God. He says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous spirit. For you to enter into the presence of God, you have to have communion with Holy Spirit. Back in the day, why King David could enter the presence of God? Because the Holy Spirit was upon him because Samuel anointed him to be king of Israel. Did you see, do you understand that he understood because the Holy Spirit was on him? He knew. Not everyone received the Holy Spirit. You know that, right? In the Old Testament? It was only like on few people. 
Literally. It wasn't just omnipresent for everyone to receive. Yes, Holy Spirit has always been omnipresent. But because what Jesus did on the cross, we get to enter in into his presence. It's a privilege and honor to be in the presence of God. Not just hear from him. Not just know about him, but be literally in the presence of God. I've had times where there's a tangible presence that I know the Lord is standing right in front of me. I've even had it yesterday where I was praying and I felt something right here. And I knew it was an angel. I knew it. And when I started praying in the Spirit, I gave him orders and he left. Do you even know what I said to him? said in the Spirit. But see, the Holy Spirit will take you into the presence of God. He'll take you into the Holy of Holies because the Spirit is holy. Do you understand? You can't... That's why, that's why it says in God's Word that man can't understand because they do not know. When you're talking to someone that doesn't, is an unbeliever, they don't, know, they don't know any idea what you're talking about, presence of God. They don't. They never experienced it. And until they do, their minds are made up and they're changed. Glory to God. I'm going to give you one scripture. I'm going to go back to that scripture. Psalms 100. I believe it's 4 and 5. I sent it to the group this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 100. Verses 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Isn't that powerful? Uh, verse 4, Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter into his courts, or excuse me, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Not with a turkey, Grandpa. With thanksgiving. <laughs> with praise, with honor. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and, ent- and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. And why Chelsea's saying it's good is because she's experienced the presence of God. She knows that bears true to her spirit. It, it, it bears the fruit that, hey, I've actually entered into the presence of God with thanksgiving and praise, thanking Him, loving Him, Not what he can give me, not what he can show me, not what power I can receive from him, but being in his presence, blessing him for what he's already done and thanking for him for who he is. I can't tell you how much I've received from God just being in his presence. You want to upgrade? You want to go to the next level? You want to be a supercharged, fired up Christian? You better get in his presence. There ain't no way. There ain't no other way because guess what? You have to sacrifice your life your time, your desire to be in that place in His presence. Mm-hmm. 
There's no other way. There's no other way I've received power. No man or woman has transferred power to me. It's the Lord Almighty that transferred power because I entered his courts of thanksgiving and praise when I didn't want to, when I didn't feel like it. When there was no one else and everyone else was coming against me, I said, God, I am here for you. I, I literally, what I've been doing now is like, I like to have music, like instrumental music to enter in, but now I'm at a place where I'm like, God, I need to learn how to get in your presence without that music or looking at my phone. What time is, oh, I spent 20 minutes, okay, I'm good. I need to, I'm trying to like, I, I feel like that's carnal for me. And if that woman told me that I'm not going to be able to go to the next level if I don't get in his presence, I'm like, oh, I really need to step up. So it's a sacrifice, but man, it's so worth it. And let's go back to Psalms 51, because I, I want to I share that with you. When you feel that you're not in the presence of God, has everyone ever, ever felt that, where they feel so distant from God? Where you feel like you don't hear His voice, you, don't, you feel like you, you just can't hear from Him, you feel like, Lord, I'm just, I feel so far away from you. I'm going to give you a pointer. I'm going to give you a pro tip. Just go before him, you and him, and start thanking him for every little thing you got. Watch. When you do that, your heart changes to a heart of sad, remorse, shame, to a place of gladness and gratitude. Then you encounter the presence of the Lord. You will, you will actually feel the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that the presence of the Lord here upon the earth is just the Holy Spirit making himself known to you? Because it says the kingdom of God is neither food nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy within the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of heaven right here upon the earth, is that? Kingdom of heaven. Like one day when we die, when we leave this body, we will be in the presence of the Lord. Right? It says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That means we'll be in His presence truly forever. But right now, we enter through the presence of the Lord because of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. That's why David said, Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit. Why would he say that right after? Because he knows if he doesn't have the Holy Spirit, he can't go in the presence of God. Holy Spirit will direct you and teach you and guide you how to be in the presence of God. But you have to come with thanksgiving and praise. Psalm 51, verse 10 and 2, when we talked about it. And I love what, this, what happens, right? So when, the Lord, when David said, Create, Create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me, do not cast me away from your presence, do not take your Holy Spirit from me, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold to me by your generous spirit. This is what David says right after. Verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your way. And sinners shall be converted to you. What does that mean? He's winning souls for Jesus. He's converting them. And that's what I'm telling you. That's what I do because I know how valuable the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is. So I'm like, Lord, if you do this, I will teach people your ways like I'm doing right now. I'm teaching people how to become closer to the Lord. 
Number 14, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not, you do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God, write this down, Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. That is where you said humility. If you're too prideful to go before God, you will never experience His presence. If you think that God owes you something, you're absolutely wrong. It is a pleasure and an honor. And when you come with a contrite heart and a broken spirit before the Lord, this is what you will, you will experience is His presence. I love what 50, this is what it says. The absence of God's presence is the same as the absence of His Spirit. Ooh. Want to say that again? Yeah, that was rough. The absence of God's presence is the absence of His Spirit. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. It also says to a ritual sacrifice or any other external religiosity without change of attitude in the inner spirit falls short of true repentance. Did you hear that? I'll say that again. A ritual sacrifice or any other external religiosity. So, you, so if you're religious, you can't enter the kingdom of God. You have to come as a contrite heart and a broken spirit before the Lord for true repentance. Then it says, without change of attitude. So if you're not changing your attitude, but you feel like you're good with the Lord, but inside it's still corrupt, inside it's still all about you. Right? When we were singing that song, Pure by Upper Room, what did, did, you, did, you, did you listen to the, the lyrics that she was singing? She says, all you want is me. All you desire is me. All I desire is you. There's nothing for me to gain besides you. Right? She came in that place where she's like, I'm coming to a place of pure worship before you. And all you want is me. And to be in your presence. And when we can't have that inner spirit, our inner man change to a place of surrender a contrite heart, a broken spirit, we fall short of true repentance before the Lord. With that being said, that's all I have for you guys today. So, does anyone have any questions? Anything you'd like to uh, add or, or chime in? Yes. Yeah, I would. Everything what she was mentioning, I don't know if you guys could hear. She says there's times where she'll get sick, and she'll pray, and she'll get better. She was asking, is that in God's 
presence or is that because he's just healing you? I'm going to tell you that it's both. It's because Jesus died on the cross that you are healed, but then in the presence of God, that sickness can't stay. Does that make sense? That sickness, that disease cannot stay in the presence of God. Can't stay in the presence of Yahweh. Anybody else got anything they would like to ask or mention? Roger said, Amen or ouch. (laughs) Yes. Is it easier for us to be close to God when when, uh, when your heart is broken, when you're feeling down? Mm -hmm. Is that uh, easier to reach God? Well, I think because I think you're onto something. I think you, I think it is because you don't have anywhere else to turn to but God. And there's something in your spirit that's crying out to the Creator to help you. You're programmed to know the presence of God. You're programmed to know the power of God. You know, you're programmed to be in fellowship and communion with God. So the thing is, once you pass all that you tried to, and you're at the end of your road. Usually that's when people turn to God. And then God's so merciful and gracious that He comes and He saves them. He did that for me. And He does that for many people. And it's just sad that most people have to get to that place to finally get in this fellowship with God. But I'm talking as believers in Christ that we need to be constantly... You need to get a refreshing every day in His presence. Every day. I'm telling you, there's days where I... Where I don't and I feel horrible. That's where you're going to want to quit. You're not going to want to do this. And then the more, the more you feed your flesh and your carnality and your desire, you won't ever get into the presence of God. It's hard. It's really hard to step back. But if you keep yourself there, 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 I'm telling you. Like I, I, I can right now, if I really wanted to, you give me about a minute or two and I can tap into the presence of God. But we all should. We all have that access. We're all given that same inheritance. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to say I'm better than you. I just I learned how to become a better master at accessing the presence of God. You learn by being consistent yes. in the word and praying and filling yourself with um, sermons and information that yeah. pertain to the relationship yeah. with God. And then just being in constant communion with Him every day. Like just throughout the day. Like, I'll just be, like, working. I'm like, God, you're so good. And I just start, like, just worshiping. I'll just, like, raise my hands up. If someone sees me, I guess they see me. <laughs> like, I know I'm, I might be crazy, but, like, man, I, I know God. And when something's, and when people are in trouble, they usually come to me because I know God. Mm-hmm. So, so, something, maybe I'm doing something right. <laughs> um, anybody else? Okay. Um, I have divided loyalties and I haven't gotten released from the Lord mm. and I don't think I will for a while um, and uh, so I just need understanding mm. um, wisdom um, I guess mercy for, for certain people Okay. Um, yeah it's just it's so hard. I've been trying to quit for a long time, but I just don't have release. Yeah. 
And I would say do not quit until you do get that release. And I want to say this, because the, the, when you were talking, the scripture came up right in my spirit. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And to know understanding comes from the Holy One. So that's telling me there's a presence issue. Right? Because if you're in His presence, you're going to get the wisdom, you're going to learn how to have mercy, and then you're going to gain an understanding about what I need to do. And I'm going to mention this too. Thank you for bringing it up. If God has you in a specific season in your life, you need to be in His presence to know what I need to do in this season, what have you equipped me to do in this season, and what are you trying to do to change me and transform me and be prepared for the next season. Does that make sense? The Lord quickened me. Um, Sunday, I was praying, and the Lord showed me, He says, seasons are changing now. You need to pray and be ready for the next season. Just like we can feel how the atmosphere is changing within the month of August, right? We can tell that summer is leaving, and now fall is about to come. And after fall, then winter, and then after winter, spring. Right? These seasons change. But these seasons should change in us spiritually. We shouldn't be in the same season for 20 years. You don't need to be. You can, you can go past through it. But you have to learn what, why you're in that season and what you need to do in that season. Yes? Um, I just wanted to share with Benjamin. I wanted to share with Benjamin. When I was going through my transformation like three years ago and I was growing, um, I was asked to support a lady. Uh, I won't mention any names, but she was referred to as the ice queen and dragon lady. And I was like, no, I don't want to support. I told my boss. My boss was like, yeah, you can do it. And Holy Spirit said, you can do it. And I was able to do it with grace. And I actually loved her. We had a good relationship. We laughed. And Everybody would ask me, like, how are you doing? Everybody was worried, but I actually love her, enjoy her, and we have this great friendship. But that's what I'm saying. Like, once you're transformed and you're not conformed to this world and your mind's renewed, you're going to be walking in a joy and peace and fulfillment, contentment that, like, stuff like that's not really going to bother you, you know? It's, it's so different because people, this one colleague used to annoy me so much every day. And after my transformation, I was like, wow, he's such a nice guy. It's not that he changed, it's that I changed. Amen. So you will, Benjamin, you will just keep growing and growing and watch. Like you can, like my daughter says something like, she said something like, I think axe murders are nice. You know what I mean? Like you, you, God's going to transform you. And I want to tell you too is that um, when you disconnect from this world and you connect into the presence of God, all that stuff doesn't even matter. Someone... Um, I had an instance this week where I could got really upset. People were moving my, my office. They were behind my office, grabbing stuff and throwing it in a box. Didn't ask me, just throwing it like, oh, we got to move. And now for one second, I was about to be like, rip them a new one. And then I was like, no, I'm going to walk in love. I'm just going to, I'm not going to even care. Even though I should because they're touching my personal stuff without asking me. And there is had a moment where I had to just disconnect. 
what does the Lord think about these people? And it, and it helped me. It really did. And I, did, I forgave him right then and there, and I moved on. So what we'll do is that I'll, I'll pray for you that you get that understanding to be in the presence of God even when you're at your workplace. Because if you can bring that presence of God in your workplace, Benjamin, like tangibly in a place where people are like, wow, Benjamin, like something's different about you. You seem like you're in a better mood and you're changed and they're going to, you're going to have way more opportunities to, to show them Christ. You won't, you won't be as easily annoyed. With people. Yeah. And he won't be easy as annoyed. Yeah, that's true. Or touchy or sensitive. Yeah. Offensive. That's what I was, I yeah. Yeah, I was about to tell, I was about to say Chelsea's boss's name, but I'm like, no, I can't say that. Because <laughs> there's at times where, you know, people, yeah, people, you know, get annoying, but you have to be in the presence of God where it doesn't matter. You, I mean, I always think to myself, do you think probably Jesus was annoyed with all the people that were constantly surrounding him? Constantly. Like, he's the son of God, and he made them, and they're constantly crying about all their stuff. You know what I mean? So, anybody else? I'm going to pray for you, Jordan, too, after. Because the Lord told me um, that you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. So, um, you'll receive it today, if you're willing. Anybody? Okay, Roger? Yes. Um, I just need clarity. I'm doing, I work with, if it is not from home, with men that work at work. I don't know what, what God has. I, I, haven't, I haven't specifically gotten clarity on why I'm consistently either having to be around a significant number of women in leadership. Three that I report to, seven that report to me. I'm like in the middle. Okay. Emotions sometimes can be intertwined with it, and it's exhausting. Right. And then I come home and it's like, and I don't have enough connection. I have, you know, men like yourself and Ben, yeah. Kevin, but of course, then there's two men at work that once in a while here and they're connected. But it's like, what, what, is, what? I said, well, why is it that I am the one that's selected to have to be <laughs> the mid or I have to yeah. help them calm down or help them understand, yes, I'm doing. It's just like, it's exhausting. I said, right. you know, I feel like Bishop T.D. Jakes, you know, woman that I lose. I said, what am I doing? Running away with I mean, <laughs> I, I just need, I just yeah. need clarity as to what on earth I'm the one having to be the troubleshooter for. And no knock against any of my sisters in Christ or anything, but just all the estrogen that I am working around and doing things for and, yeah. and they're doing things that I delegate for. And it's just, it's, I'm, I'm exhausted. So it's like, so, okay. Okay. So literally what I told Benjamin also is for you as well. And I'll add this. It's the lack of presence that you do not have understanding. It's a lack of presence that you don't have the power to overcome. It's the lack of presence to know why you're in that season to begin with. I can already tell you, Roger, why you're there with those women. The Lord already told me right now. He says, Roger, I need you to represent me there and show them that you're a man of God 
so that they would see in their husbands that they're not even to par with what a man of God should be. And what it's going to do, it's going to burn in their stomach that I need to know you, God. Because how is this man a reflection of you and he's able to handle all this stuff and deal with all... I instantly saw, I saw you around seven women and then Jesus in you. Yeah, I saw that today too, Roger. I saw that too. confirmation. I saw that too, that you're the man of God. Because even yeah. one, of your co- one of your direct reports came to me and she said, she said, well, he's very, he's a good man. He's very religious. He's a good leader. <laughs> very religious. She said you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So they're watching you. They're watching you. Right, so that, that's good. They're captivated, but we need to get them captivated with Christ in you. Not just the appearance of Roger, the title of Roger, but captivated with Christ in you is the hope of glory. Okay? Um, anybody else? Anybody online, in person? I'll pray with you guys in person after this. Anybody else? Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this out. Father God, we just thank you for this time. Also, wait, 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 wait. Someone needs healing in their body. Who is it? Who needs healing in their body? Me. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Okay, well, the Lord said it. So the Lord wants to do something about it. And I want to tell you this, Theachana. Will you ask of God is not too big for God to answer. So you can always ask Him. Don't ever feel like, oh God, I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm putting you on Jump Street. I'm asking you too much, you know, inconveniencing you. No, this is what He paid for. This is what He paid for. So I keep seeing, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I keep seeing it's, it's your bowels. Yes. Okay. So it's a digestive issue, but what I'm seeing is there's enzymes in your stomach. They look evil, to be honest with you. They look evil, but they're eating the good enzymes in your stomach. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you, but I'm going to tell you to do this too, because this is weird. I feel like God wants you to drink like a kombucha. Okay. Yeah, he wants you to drink one of those. So I'm gonna okay. pray for you, and I'm, I want you whenever you get a chance, drink one of those, and that's gonna go away. Okay. Okay. Where do I buy that? You can buy that anywhere. You can buy that at Fry's. You can buy that at Sprouts. It's a it's a probiotic. That's what it is. It has okay. like natural enzymes. Okay. But I felt like the Lord uh, told me. Yes, sir. Hey, Christian, let me let me add this. Um, I'm, I'm familiar because I drink those often. It helps with healthy gut activity. So get, um, it sounds like to me, get the one that has lemon, lemon ginger. Cause ginger and lemon com- combined together help create a healthier flora and replace the bacterial flora in your intestines. Okay. Thank you. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with us praying and then God's giving you the answer to it, right? I mean, I'm trying to think, where's that one in the scripture where he said, yeah, where the, the girl was dead, the 13-year-old girl, but he said, don't worry, she's sleeping. She, he prays for her and she says, give her something to eat. 
and she ate. Remember? Yeah, wine too. It says wine does good for the stomach. Yeah, for a sour stomach. So, but I just heard like uh, kombucha, like a probiotic. Okay. All right. So, I want you guys to participate in prayer. So, baby, do you want to pray for her stomach? Okay, I'll, I'll pray for the stomach. Who wants to pray for Benjamin and Roger? Okay, and I'll pray for Roger. Okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first, and then you go. Father God, we just thank you right now for that word of knowledge. We thank you that you've enlightened me, and you showed me exactly what the problem was. So I come against every demonic attack against her digestive system right now. Every wrong enzyme that's causing pain and discomfort, leave now, be eliminated, be vaporized in the spirit in Jesus' name. I command full healing and restoration to her body, to her gut, to her gut health, Father. That, Lord God, any type of discomfort, pain, or any type of bloating or indigestion or any type of constipation would leave now in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are the great physician, Jesus. We thank you that you're healing every bit of her digestive system, all the way to her large intestine, to her small intestine, and flushing anything that's impure right now through the blood of Jesus. And Lord God, give her peace of mind, Lord God. She's been worrying about something. I keep hearing finances. If you want to stop worrying about finances, you need to sow into the kingdom of God because then your money's not protected. And people will be like, well, that doesn't make sense or that's Old Testament. Read Hebrews 7. So Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name that you heal her and you restore her finances and restore her health in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, go for Benjamin. Father God, we just come to you right now. We lift up Benjamin, Father. We thank you. You give him clarity. You give him clarity, Father. You direct his steps. You guide him. He yields and surrenders to you, Father. He hears your voice clearly, Father, that he does not make a step unless he has peace, Father. Any type of hesitation, um, he's to just stop and not go, Father. But give him clarity. Um, Again, direct his paths. Open doors, Father. Um, that he needs to go through and in the process while he waits till he's till he has a peace and the release that he waits right now father and that he's renewing his mind and meditating on the word day and night father that he will be transformed father that that he that he'll grow more spiritually stronger well he will not um, be annoyed by people or or circumstances at his work father but that he's going to operate in the overflow and the fruits of the spirit joy peace love kindness gentleness long-suffering father and and love father that that things like that aren't going to annoy him father because he's going to be walking in the spirit and not in the flesh that he's going to accelerate right now in the name of jesus he's just going to start hungering and devouring the word father and he's going to be transformed in your presence and your word, Father. That he's going to be a light to that company, Father, and to the people there, Father. There, right now he's in that season because that's their, that's his assignment right now, Father, in Jesus' name. And you open up uh, just divine opportunities for him to, for him to minister to them and um, just show Jesus there at his work, Father. And you're giving him a supernatural peace, favor. 
um, and just a grace, Father, supernatural grace, where he just has a peace, Father, that, and a contentment, a fulfillment. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. I wanted to add to that as well, Father, that you would give him power to change. That, Father, you give him power to change into a new man, a new creation in Christ. That all the old things pass away, all things become new. And he'd be a beacon of light shining at his work. Father, we come right now to our brother Roger. We lift him up in prayer, Father. We thank you that it's Christ in him is the hope of glory. So, Father, I ask you to refresh in his strength. I ask you to renew him with a steadfast spirit, Father. Lord God, I ask you that you would give him the power also to stay in that place of worship and praise in your presence, but also would gain wisdom and understanding that comes with it, Lord God. And that you would provide the anointing for him to, to minister to those women that he's constantly around. That, Lord God, when they would see Roger, they would see Christ in him. Not religion, but Jesus. That's who they need to see. A man of God. So, Father, I ask you to exalt him into a place of humility, but also um, with a place of wisdom and grace and love and compassion for these women. And doesn't see them as a nuisance but sees him as a blessing and as a daughter of the king. So, Father, I thank you, Father, for I ask you to bless each and every person here. And what I'm hearing in the spirit, someone's dealing with kidney failure. Now, I don't know if it's, it's here on Zoom or it's on Instagram, but if you tell them, whoever it is, to listen to this, they'll be healed. So, Father, I come right now in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I come and I go against every demonic principality, an unclean, wicked spirit that's trying to cause kidney failure. I command that spirit of death to uplift off them now. In Jesus' name, I command restoration of those kidneys, full wholeness. I thank you, Lord God, for the full uh, purity and cleansing of the filtration system within the kidney. That, Lord God, any type of crystallization would be broken down and flushed out in the mighty name of Jesus that they will live and not die and declare the good works of the Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you're supernaturally doing right now because, Holy Spirit, you're no respecter of persons. What you do for one, you'll do for another. I command healing, wholeness now. Don't lose hope. Just believe. His presence will heal you. We thank you for your love and your mercy, Father. Let your grace be upon them, Father, whoever it may be. I keep sensing it's a woman. Father, give her strength. In Jesus' name, it's finished. Amen. All right. Love you guys. God bless you. Tune in to next. Thank you for all your your beautiful work. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. God bless you.